0: To properly understand and diagnose any health concerns with a patient, a doctor conducts an evaluation. The doctor examines the patient. In a similar way, to properly understand and diagnose if the attic ventilation system is working as it should, an attic inspection is needed. Hi there, welcome back to another episode of our podcast, Airing It Out with AirVent. My name is Paul Shelsey, I host AirVent's Attic ventilation Ask the Expert seminars offered every winter to residential roofing professionals all across North America since 1998. We recently surveyed roofing contractors, asking them for the top three things they look for when doing an attic inspection. Jake Jacobson, Vice President of Sales at SF5 Construction in Little Elm, Texas, was one of our survey respondents. And he's our guest today. Welcome to the show, Jake. Good morning, Paul. Good to see you. Good to see you, Jake. Thank you for your time. I have known Jake for a long time. He's contributed a substantial amount of content we have used in magazine articles, our seminars, and our very popular found in the field photos on social media, in particular Facebook. Jake, thanks for always sharing with
1: us. It's a lot of fun, Paul. It, uh, it's funny when I go out and travel, people are always noticing as I'm looking through the windshield. I'm always always looking at roofs. Maybe I should pay more tra- attention to traffic, but uh, I'm always looking at roofs, trying to find out what's wrong and how we can make it better.
0: I love it. You, you send us quite a variety of photos. I find myself looking at roofs too, Jake. Uh, so thank you very much for doing that. So Jake, I realize the analogy we just used a minute ago to start this episode of the podcast. About the doctor and the patient may be viewed as a bit extreme, but that analogy was given to AirVent by roofing contractors a few years ago. And they said to us, You really don't know what's happening with the attic ventilation system unless you look in the attic. And and I know, Jake, it's hot in the attic. It's often dirty in the attic. Getting access to the attic can be tricky, sometimes impossible. Navigating around, is always a a tricky thing and that might not be possible, but if it is safe and possible to get into the attic, it's the best way to understand what's going on with the attic ventilation system.
1: Yeah, it, uh, it sometimes can be a challenge uh, to, to get into attics, uh, especially older homes that have, you know, a smaller attic. They, they, uh, it's hard to get up in them. Uh, we in, in our company, we have a, the smallest guy that we can find. We usually call him the attic monkey. And we <laughs> keep him to get up there because uh, I'm about 6'2", 245, and I just don't get in all the attics as, as well as I used to. But, um, yeah, the, the, the older homes are more of a challenge, and usually the people that have been there longer because they usually have more Christmas decorations, storage, things like that that they have crammed and pushed away. But, uh, yeah, if you if you can get up there and, and do a proper assessment, that is definitely the way to go.
0: Jake, could we take our listeners through an example attic inspection, please? Would, would you kindly walk us through what you look for during an attic inspection?
1: Well, the first thing we do is we start from the outside and we take note of the exhaust. Uh, ventilation, and just because you see it up on the the roof doesn't mean that it's working properly. Um, but at least you you start taking notes from there, and then you work your way down to the intake, of course. And and the intake usually is a much longer process, as you've pointed out in a lot of your episodes on how some of those intakes can be clogged, they can be blocked, they can be just a vent right over the right over the. Uh, the it there and not even have any airflow whatsoever, but that's how you start. And, uh, you kind of hope for the best and you start making notes of your intake and your exhaust on, on what the NFA is. Uh, then from there we get up into the attic and we actually investigate, uh, are those air spaces freely moving? And, uh, Kind of along the way, we do start doing our calculations and, and what type of NFA. And of course, as you taught us, we, we look for our our minimums and our maximums. And uh, one of my favorite lines to people, I'll ask a, a homeowner and I'll say, OK, this is a trick question. Do you want your home built to code? And of course, they say yes. And my response always is, I told you it was a trick question. <laughs> No, you don't want it built to code. you want it built a better than code. You don't want the pilot flying your plane who just barely passed his exam landing your plane in a crosswind on a foggy night oh. so we always look for better than code. How can we maximize this that's if that's even you know if if it uh meets code to begin with
0: mm-hmm.
1: so, yes uh. So that's kind of our starting point, our leaping point. From there, uh, then to get up into the uh, to the attic. That so that's our beginning stage right there.
0: I like it, Jake. I like that pilot analogy for our listeners. Uh, NFA stands for net free area, and what Jake just referenced, uh, up the code or doing better than code. We spend quite a bit of time in our seminars walking the industry through minimum and maximum ideal situations. So thanks, Jake, for, for uh, walking us through that. Jake, are there signs of evidence or signs of or evidence, excuse me, of incorrect ventilation that you're looking for inside the attic? So, so you've safely made it into the attic. Is there any telltale signs something's off?
1: Well, one of the first things we we look for is, is there anything blocking the intake Uh, insulation pushed up against it? You know, in in some of the older homes, people have probably added more insulation, blown in insulation. And and as you know, um, sometimes the people that do that just put that anywhere and it covers up the intake. Maybe they have some boxes in the way. Maybe they've stuffed things in in the uh, in the corners of their attic. And uh, it just doesn't allow the intake. Uh, one of the things on the exhaust that uh, we look for is the same thing, that there's proper airflow. And to kind of give you a, uh, a funny story, uh, the first time I ever went to one of your seminars, I think it was 12 or 13 years ago. And uh, you were talking about the baffle on, on your ridge vent. And sure enough, I was just having my house uh get in a new roof. So I, I went ahead and I did the math and I and I ordered the products and everything. And uh, my my crew installed the ridge vent, and it was right before Christmas. And I put a bunch of presents up in the attic and I went back to check on them a little while later, a few weeks later, and snow had gotten in through the air vent. Uh-oh. And floated down, turned to turned to moisture, and gotten all the presents wet. And I was, I was clearly upset and, and confused yeah. and everything else. And we discovered that the the uh, supply company sent ridge vent, but they didn't send air vent. Ridge vent ah. didn't have the baffle, therefore the moisture got in, snowed in my attic. and as it fell, that six feet or so it turned to moisture and rained all down my presence. So one of the things that we look for on that is to make sure that it's a decent product that can avoid not only, uh, uh, the moisture getting in, but is the correct amount of airflow getting out. We've, we've been in attics where people have, uh, crews have put on ridge vent. They have not cut the strips out of the plywood at the top. Ah. So kind of like your intake they have the, uh, you know, the the vent right up to a piece of of wood on the soffit. the The exact same thing happens for people putting on ridge vent. You know, the homeowner doesn't know, so they don't care. They don't take the time, or they they cut it incorrectly. They I've seen some that this this line that's supposed to be straight is just wavy, and it's all over the place. Um, and and one of the big things. Not only in terms of exhaust air getting out, but it's also moisture getting in. You don't correct do that line correctly, you could have a problem uh, with with leaks as well. So those are those are the big things. Once we get in the attic, making sure that their uh, their airflow is accessible.
0: Thank you JJ. You you shared that story with me. I would forgotten about it, but as soon as you started sharing it again, I I remembered. For our listeners, uh, the baffle on the Ridge Vent is an external wind baffle. It looks like almost like an airplane wing. Many many brands have it, and it's an important feature. It helps to fight Uh, weather intrusion but it also enhances the airflow capability of the vent so that's a critical element feature for the ridge vent and the line that jake mentioned the the line the the slot line the slot cut uh, going all over the place want to keep that straight and proper width on airvent.com jake we have an attic ventilation checklist it's both in pdf and printed tablet forms Roofing contractors suggested this tool some time ago. It includes a fairly detailed interior and exterior checklist of things to keep an eye out for during an inspection. You've already mentioned a few of these, Jake. Signs would include moisture damage, rust on exposed nails, compacted attic insulation, mold, mildew in the attic, moisture on my Christmas presents blackened plywood so thank you jake for that jake although it's not on our checklist it's worth noting that an attic inspection can reveal if the ductwork for the bathroom fan is properly exiting the attic to the outdoors a past podcast episode of ours examined in detail what can go wrong if the ductwork is not properly exiting the attic? You have any thoughts on that, Jake, about being able to eyeball the ductwork?
1: If you can actually see it, that's a great thing to look for. And I've seen all sorts of fans that go up into the attic, whether they be um, uh, bathroom fans. But I've seen shower fans, which are even worse because it's a lot more uh, steam and humidity. I've seen uh, oven fans that they put up there so they're you know they're they're throwing the the heat and the moisture from the oven up there just about anything that somebody can make as an exhaust will move it away from the area that they want to exhaust but not make it out of the house so it ends up in the attic
0: in the attic which we'd like to avoid obviously which is the benefit of being able to get up there and see that. Jake, a tip that we give homeowners who telephone our hotline, 1-800-AIR-VENT, asking how they can determine if they have clear and free intake ventilation is this. While inside the attic, homeowner, during daylight hours, just pop your head up there, check if you can see daylight coming in through the vent openings, Along the perimeter of the inside of the attic, seeing daylight helps confirm the intake vents are clear. Not seeing the daylight indicates something might be blocking the vents. That's a tip we've been sharing, Jake.
1: Yeah, that that is definitely one, and and uh, you know, especially in the winter months when people can't get up there during the day they work or something. I said, listen, even night when it's even darker is better. Take a take a good flashlight and walk around the house and, and shine that up. And if you can't see light coming through, why not? Uh, what is preventing that? I said, just because you can't see the light doesn't necessarily mean that air isn't coming through. There are some of these duct works that are pretty complicated, but there's still decent airflow. But if you don't see, uh, the, the, the flashlight or the daylight coming through, you got to actually ask, ask yourself why. And then, uh, kind of compounding on that. I usually ask people I say hey by the way, do you have a lawn service or do you do it yourself And depending if you know what they say if they say I do it myself, great, do you have a leaf blower?" I say, well yeah and I say, well great. once a month when you cut your grass and you blow the, the grass uh, off the sidewalk or whatever' just walk around your house and hold that up and, and blow out those intake uh, vents. They do get clogged, they do get dirty. there's a lot of dust, there's a lot of wind in this town and uh, keep those areas clean and if you have a service ask your guy hey by the way when you're done cutting the grass just walk around the house take a minute and take that uh that leaf blower and blow out all the vents all the way around now if you have a two-story house gets to be a little bit of a situation but uh you know get inventive and figure out a way to do it but you got to keep that that air pathway clear
0: yeah, thank you, Jake. Jake, I like that flashlight idea. I, I had not thought about the flashlight concept and doing it in darkness. So that's good. That, thank you for that. And also, Jake, thank you for saying just because you can't see the daylight, can't see the flashlight, that doesn't mean the air is not making its way through. There are some style of intake vents, rooftop intake vents uh, at the eve. That the the, the, the airflow opening doesn't readily allow for a visual clue that it's open. So, so don't necessarily think you're in bad shape because you can't see the daylight. But that is one tip. That thank you, Jake. I appreciate it. So, Jake, let's let's step outside of the attic. We started outside. We're gonna head back outside again for our listeners. And you've already mentioned you start with the exhaust vents with a visual inspection. Is there anything else you're looking for outside? as you do a walk around or you step at the curb and look at the house is is there anything else you're looking for does that does that cover the, the the gist of the inspection
1: that's pretty much the main part of it uh some of the things that if we actually do get on the roof that we want to look is uh is any of the turbines um that they're spinning um as you know we live in an we live in an area that we get a lot of wind so Yes. Making sure that they, they spin some of the people in other areas that, uh, that don't have the wind that we do or the gust of wind that we do. Uh, those turbines are, are a decent product. Uh, they are the last on my list of what to put on a roof. If I can, if I can do something else, but if they're already up there or the, the homeowner insists on it, we'll put it up. Um, and I, I tell this to homeowners, um, and I, I try not to be funny about it, but at the same time, it's true. A spinning turbine is a guillotine. No animal is going to touch that while it's spinning. But if something, if it, if it gets bent or something gets stuck in it where that turbine is not spinning, not only is it not creating that Bernoulli effect, not creating that CFM that you want, it is also now just made itself into a static vent and easily accessible by anything. Uh, rats, mice, wasps that want to get in that and make a home in their attic. They now have a penthouse up there with easy access. So I also tell the the homeowner, hey, by the way, over, you know, if it just pops in your head here and there, keep an eye on that turbine. Make sure that it's always moving.
0: Thank you, Jake. Uh, wind turbines uh, definitely, we want to take advantage of their ability to use the wind and spin. G- great tips, Jake. Thank you. Hey, Jake, to put you on the spot, uh, can you recall an attic inspection where you found something noteworthy you think might benefit our listeners? Besides your own personal Christmas presents, which was a good one, but did you find one on behalf of a customer uh, that you want to share? Put you on the spot?
1: Well, other than. Them them not being installed correctly, uh, we found uh, anything from um, you know electric motors that have been burnt out that are no longer working, and the, the homeowner just didn't know for a power so, fan for a roof mount power fan for example yeah power fan at now you know now that you just made that a static vent, um we we put together a, a usually a pretty short checklist. And we don't want to complicate it for the homeowner. You know, uh, they have enough to do on making their dental appointments and and <laughs> things like that. that Anything, you know, sure. But at the same time, especially in the summer months, they want to make sure that any type of moving fan, whether it be the turbine, whether it be a power fan, solar fan, whatever, that the fan blades are actually spinning. So I, you know, I asked them, hey, just you know, on a, on a hot Saturday, just Put your head up in the attic and take a look and make sure those blades are moving, um, you know, that, that the motor didn't burn out or something. I've had people um, uh, push boxes around and disconnect the power and didn't know, you know, the, the fan's great, but it's not working now without the without the power. And they don't realize they did that. Correct. Yeah. You know, and uh, so just just really light maintenance type of things and then uh kind of away from the ventilation part of it but still part of roofing which most people listening to this are as we know when somebody calls and says hey i have a leak almost always it's a penetration it's a it's a man-made hole in the roof made for something else whether it be uh You know, the PVC for the pipe jacks that go up there or a vent. So just make sure that those vents are sealed properly because that is a really easy way to get water in the house. So I know uh, we're all about getting air moving in the attic, but we also want to keep the water from getting in.
0: Well said, Jake. Well said. That might be a good way to sort of wrap up this episode. I was going to ask you, was there anything else you wanted to share, either specific to attic inspections or in general? I, I like I like that leak tip.
1: Uh, that Those are the main things. It, it's one of those I tell people, if they can do everything we've just talked about here in the last 10 to 15 minutes, you will remove yourself from a vast majority of problems in the future.
0: Thank you, Jake. Very much for your being our guest today. Really appreciate your time and your insight. Keep those found in the field photos coming. We never get tired of them. We love them, Jake. On behalf of AirVent, the industry and homeowners, thanks, Jake. Thanks, Paul. An attic inspection can help uncover otherwise unknown attic ventilation troubles and more. When it's safe and practical include an attic inspection in your assessment of the overall roofing project. Well, that wraps up this episode. Please leave a review on YouTube or whatever platform you used to listen to this episode. Be sure to let us know if there's a topic you'd like us to cover in future episodes. Maybe you'd like to be a guest one day, like Jake was a guest, drop us a note on the podcast page of our website airvent.com. You can also reach out to us on Facebook, Twitter, and LinkedIn. And please come back for more airing it out with AirVent. I'm Paul Chelsea. Thanks for listening.